I'm R.J. Bell with the Sports Betting Headlines for Thursday. In the NBA, the Phoenix Suns have won now 17 straight games, and they've jumped the Lakers as title favorites, but still only the fourth favorite in the NBA, the Suns. The betting favorite, number one for Notre Dame's job, defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman. He was minus now it's off the board. Decided tonight, as you just heard on the news, Kamara out, and it has been a major change in the line. It was four and a half, now six and a half. Dallas is favored. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. live on a Thursday, live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. A.J. Hoffman in studio. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. We got a big Thursday night game. We got 17 straight winners in the NBA from a team that... A lot of people thought it was kind of a fugazi last year. They got lucky. Lakers were hurt. Maybe so, but is this team even better? It seems so. And you think about that West. You got Utah not playing as maybe as well as you thought, but they're a competitive team. Lakers are the Lakers. Golden State, oh, they might have a guy coming back that could fill that team out. And now the Suns? Woo-wee. All right. Speaking of woo-wee, the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoff. Thank you, R.J. Woo-wee. The Saints and Cowboys facing off on Thursday night football. The league comes down on Antonio Brown and Major League Baseball officially in lockout for the first time since 1990. What is the Vegas lead? Thursday, we usually don't start with the Thursday night game, but we got a big story here. So, what we'll do is talk about the Kamara situation and then at the end of the show, have picks and you'll see if you can keep your, what is it now, 13 and 4 streak? 13 and 4. That's strong, but let's start with that injury downgrade. Yeah, Alvin Kamara reportedly now out against the Dallas Cowboys, was doubtful, now officially out today. So, the line moves from the, the Dallas Cowboys minus 4.5 to now minus Six minus six and a half in some places. Yeah, so this is Dallas on the road. Now, Saints, one of the best home fields in the NFL, historically hasn't been the case so much lately. But the reality is that the Saints just don't have any offense without Kamara, Kamara. What is that pronunciation? I've, I always say Camara. I'm going to say Camara, just to be okay. different. <laughs> that works. And you say tomato? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, there are different ways that, that people can say different things. And, and I respect it. You know, here's an example. Some folks call it a slang blade. I call it a kind of blade. Right. I get that, but <laughs> if you called it a potato, like you, you could say you potato, mean, potato. But if anyone ever said potato, you would ridicule them. No, listen. <laughs> if someone, someone who adopts a fake, 
a fake British accent late in life, that does cause a little ridicule for me. But you know, my accent is probably the opposite. It's 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 little Pittsburgh hillbilly. You know that 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 accent. It's hard to come by. AJ. It is. I don't I don't know anybody else I, with that. Like when the movie is played. You know when there's the very low you know low budget movie of my life. One day, they're gonna need an accent coach. I well, we've already picked Brad to play you. Well, then I'm not going to be, no justice will have been done to me. (laughs) Speaking of, (laughs) I wouldn't even try to segue. The the reality is what we're seeing with the Saints is that all players aren't created equal when it comes to how valuable they are at any given time. And what we've seen, and we talked about this, what game was that? Was that the Atlanta game with uh, Cordero Patterson? Patterson is here's a situation a guy that's been a journeyman throughout his career, more or less. This year, because of Ridley being out, because of whatever other confluence of events, when he's in the game, when he plays the game, the Falcons have a pretty good offense. When he doesn't, they don't ha- hardly have an offense. Yeah, and I think the Titans, you could go the same way. The Titans lost Henry, then they lost Julio Jones, then they lost A.J. AJ Brown, and now all of a sudden, they've got literally nothing left to go with. That's the situation the Saints are in now. They've got no real skill position, guys. A.J. Brown is someone who's going to be valuable in any situation, but he's going to be most valuable when you go from zero to one playmaker. And obviously, there's receivers on the field. Obviously, they're not going to play 10 against 11, the Saints. But whoever it is that's going to be taking the snaps is not going to be as good as Kamara Kamara. And the reality is that that affects the line. And we've seen it. It was five. Dallas on the road, favored by five. Now, to be favored by that much in New Orleans, a team that just a couple weeks ago was clearly in the playoff hunt, if not almost a borderline. It felt like 80% to make the playoffs. Remember, the seventh spot was always a question in the NFC, but it felt like the Saints had that six spot had that six spot wrapped up. And right now, uh, they're probably an, uh, Mackenzie. Do you have the odds on the Saints making the playoffs? Yeah, they're currently at 24%. That bumps up to 40% with the win, 10% with the loss tonight. All right, we're going to get back to this in just a minute, but let's take a quick break to the Fox Sports studios for Mr. Dan Byer, who's got some breaking news. Breaking news from Fox Sports. Guys, LeBron James is going to be back for the Lakers. He has now cleared health and safety protocols and will be allowed to return to action and face the L.A. Clippers tomorrow night. LeBron, if you remember, was placed in the COVID protocols after testing positive, but The Athletic now reports that LeBron had a back-to-back negative test separated by 24 hours apart. And so LeBron James now has cleared health and safety protocols and will be back for the Lakers tomorrow against the Clippers. Back to you guys. Thank you, Dan Byer. Gotta love live radio. I mean, when you, when you hear that breaking news, you think to yourself, what could it be? <laughs> and now we know LeBron's playing. We'll monitor the line on that game. We'll see the way that it moves. LeBron seems to get a little special treat. Antonio Brown should get LeBron's PR agent. I don't know that Antonio Brown, I don't know that a PR agent will help him at this point. Antonio Brown should just stop, you know, shortchanging his cooks and maybe people don't snitch on you. Well, I mean, listen, see, that's what, well, let's transition. So, with the Saints, what I think the takeaway here is this is a, listen, some things that make the news don't move the line. 
And this is moving the line significantly. Cowboys are clearly six and a half now, move, maybe moving to seven. We'll see. Also, and this isn't as obvious, this isn't as easy to kind of headline a sports show with, but the Saints will be missing two offensive tackles. That's been made official today. That is probably as much to do with this as anything else. And to get back to the how valuable a player is at any given time, it's going from the f- zero to one playmaker and then one to two. And a lot of people don't get the one to two part. That's probably the most valuable because here's the given. There's only about five receivers in the league that, that can get a lot of yards and receptions, even if the other team makes a point to stop them. That's got to be a transcendent talent. If you put two guys, you know, one guy pressing, one guy they call it bracketing behind, very few receivers can get open, generally in that case. You agree with that? I agree. Probably, I'd say four or five is probably a good number. So now, other than those transcendent talents, you can take away, this is the Belichickian, let's take away their, what they want to do so they have to play left-handed. So Kamara could be taken away. Now the question is, is there a second guy that now you don't have the numbers to take away like that? you got to play one either, and, and something some teams do, Revis Island, hey, let's put Revis, back in the day, on their best receiver. We can bracket and double their second best. That's pretty good, too, right? But generally, there's not many shutdown corners that can do that. So they usually double the best guy. And then now, what can the second guy do against maybe their best corner? Because oftentimes, they won't put the best corner with the double. They'll put the second corner and then give him help, right? And then the best corner on number two. And that's viable. But that's why if you have zero, you're in trouble, obviously. If you have one, that's good, but it's not good enough. If you have two playmakers, it's really good. And obviously, if you have three, and that's where Antonio Brown comes in, in, now it's like, well, how do you stop them? You don't. So one of the things you've talked about is the value of non-quarterbacks and typically not worth more than a point. In True. this case, though, because you're saying they're, they're so d- diminished they're around. Going for, they're going from one to zero. Well, Kamara's been out for a while, but yeah, he is their one playmaker left, you could make the point. Yeah. So now it's zero, and in general that, that but the irony of this is, oftentimes you'll see a team struggle just as much with one playmaker as zero because it's effectively the same thing because you can take that one guy out i had to change my prop bet of the day because of this news the Ooh. so this is a way for you to tee i mean i already said you're 13 and 4 you want me to repeat that hold on <laughs> no no aj a- hoffman no his record on props is 13 and 4 thank you all right that will be about <laughs> 6 45 eastern when we come back, we're going to get to Antonio Brown. A lot of people are asking, wait a minute, suspended three games? What about Aaron Rodgers? Well, yes, what about Aaron Rodgers? He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. In just a minute, we are going to take a look at Antonio Brown's situation, the fallout that's coming from it, and the questions people have about why him. <laughs> why me? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Do you how often do you feel cool, AJ? C O O L. 
Fonzie Cole. Oh, never. Never. Okay. I do a lot. <laughs> and I got to say one of the times I do the, the most is how great my Christmas music is. Okay. It makes me happy every time. So if you want to comment on it at various points throughout the month, I'd be fine with that. Okay. On air or off air? On air. On air. Oh, if okay. it doesn't, listen, if it's not on air, it doesn't count. Okay. That's kind of my creed. If someone tries to talk to me, I'm like, on air, on air. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. That, that one wasn't my favorite. Frosty the Snowman? Yeah, I don't like, like that remix. Like a, like a kind of a, almost like a Finnish kind of like alt pop? No, I don't like that. Yeah, you're not cool. You're right. <laughs> this is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. The audience has doubled in the last year plus. It's not just the laughs, it's the money oh, and the knowledge, the depth of knowledge. And that's the beauty of it. You know, I, I, I love uh, a lot of the on-air talent here. You know, Jonas, alum of the show, I see that show's getting a little pub. Off of uh, Colin played the clip where uh, they were talking about Notre Dame and, you know, Brady Quinn was it seemed like the the quote they pulled was harsher than what he said. Well, he said those words, but it was kind of couched in, hey, there must have been some reason he acted so classlessly, I think was the phrase he used. But it wasn't about saying he's a classless person. It was saying he must have been pushed to it. But still, good publicity, and, and I like that. And uh, I was speaking about Vegas and, and thinking of Gottlieb, who obviously does a good job before us. And a year or so ago, I was on talking to him, and we were disagreeing about something. You know, imagine that. And <laughs> lo and behold, you know, at a certain point, I just kind of shrugged. I go, well, you know, Vegas will bet you if you disagree with them. And that's kind of the, of the beauty of it with Vegas. We can all have our opinions, but most people aren't willing to bet on their opinion. Cold cash over hot takes. AJ, you kind of struggled with that initially. I did. Because you, you had a lot of take. I don't know if, if I'll call them disingenuous. You were flinging spaghetti against the wall. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to bet you on that. What do you mean bet? It's like, if you say it, you got to bet it. You're, you, it's kind of settled you down a little bit. Okay, I'll take I it. I mean, do you, do you agree? Sure. But isn't that cool? How cool is it that you know that if you say something, you're willing to bat it? That is a cool thing. It is a cool thing. All right, you can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas here in Vegas on the Strip. 70 degrees. The neon is flowing. Suddenly, I feel like the Fonz now that you said that. No, 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 no. I'm oh, the Fonz. Oh. You would be Richie Cunningham oh, okay. at best. <laughs> All right, RJ. Potsy on Sunday. <laughs> Let's take a look at Antonio Actually, Brown. Ralph Mouth is more. That works. Were you a fan of his? No. Who did you like on that show? I, I, I don't I don't know that I've ever watched like a full season of Happy Days. I've watched episodes here and there. I never watched them in like some sort of order to what's, know what was going what's on. What's wrong with you? <sighs> I, I, there's a lot of things. I'm well, not I sure guess on that. I guess it's a little generational. Right? Yeah, I mean, you're like what nine years or something. I mean, you're a little younger than me, so yeah. Because the yeah, I wasn't around. I mean, I wasn't there for like the first runs, but it was so heavy in syndication. And back in the day, in the early '80s, there wasn't much on syndication. For me, it was only on like Nick at Night. And this yeah, was like see, it. that's the night, and then it finally goes to the place where it's on the free apps. Right. See, it keeps <laughs> moving out. Go ahead. So Antonio Brown suspended three games along with Buck Safety Mike Edwards for a similar violation for misrepresenting his vaccination status. No pay for those three game suspension. All right. So here's the question that I, when I looked at the story, I kind of blinked a few times and I said. What about Aaron Rodgers? Why would Aaron Rodgers not be punished? Aaron Rodgers did not lie to the NFL about his vaccination status. Okay. He lied. So, the, so he told, did he omit to the NFL? Nope. 
So he said, listen, I am not vaccinated by your definition of vaccinated. Yes. Uh, Now, he misled the media into believing that he was inoculated, which, you know, I guess can have a different meaning in the Aaron Rodgers world. Antonio Brown. Well, but let's think of what inoculate, you know, that's an interesting concept. He obviously used that word deliberately. Yes. To avoid using vaccinated. And he, he said immunized. Yes, that's an intro. Immunized. Oh, that's what it was. They asked him if he was inoculated. He said, no, I, I'm immunized to this. Yeah. Well, I think they asked if he was vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they just pulled inoculated out of apocalypse okay. now. <laughs> remember, it, but remember Brando going and they took every inoculated arm. So, which is a kind of an interesting connection to all this. The idea that in the movie, the depiction was that the natives, the locals felt like inoculation was a type of... Uh, Invasion. It was a type of you're putting something in me that I don't want in me. And and to be candid, I think to not acknowledge that there's that human thread of like we shouldn't be dictated to because everyone quotes the stuff we did as kids, right? Like I'm of the age that I don't have the smallpox. Like, but it's funny. I was a couple years from you know you can I guess in a way that's I can just say you know I'm actually late thirties, but is because if you got that smallpox. Uh, you know, like a little dime-shaped thing on your arm. Everyone had that in America, you know, for many decades, I think it was, as they eradicated smallpox. But that happened when you were a baby, right? I mean, I got measles, I guess. I don't even know. But when I was a kid, I got the measles vaccine. But it was like, I didn't know it, right? And the parents are thinking, do I want my baby not to have what they're supposed to have? So I think most pa- Now, there's obviously a whole vaccination debate now about all, about um, autism and all this stuff. And, you know, most of the scientists, or if not, I think most is the fairest thing to say, uh, say it's safe. And then, and again, I'm no expert at this stuff, but just by some cursory reading, there's dispute, right? Some people think otherwise. And some say conspiracy theory. And others are like, hey, is every point that isn't consensus, every point that isn't the majority a conspiracy theory? Or is it a difference of opinion? Well, of course, people think it's a conspiracy theory. Well, that's then, the easiest. But that's a conspiracy theory that every difference <laughs> of an opinion is conspiracy. So I respect differences of opinion. Opinion. The only way to ever evolve as a society is to have the majority. You know, there's a in the Constitution, in the founding fathers' debates, in the Federalist Papers. There was a lot of talk about the tyranny of the majority. If the majority gets to dictate, then how does the majority ever lose the majority? They don't. Oh, you did. I mean, that's what you have in totalitarian governments. Is oh look, the despot is saying you disagree with me. Well, we're going to put you in the mental institution, like Stalin did or whatever. Obviously, we're not talking those extremes right now. Just like with Trump, there wasn't a Hitler extremes. But there are trends in which we got to say the minority, both if it's racial, if you're a racial minority, that has to be respected. And you know what? If you have a minority of opinion, that has to be respected. And I think Aaron Rodgers has a minority of opinion about this stuff. And boy, the press does not seem comfortable. With well, and I think Aaron Rodgers, he's, his goal was for it to never come out. He didn't ever want to talk about it. It's not like he was out there saying, get the vaccine, get the vaccine. Wow. He was very well, much. He wasn't saying, don't get it. Right. He was saying, for my stuff. In a way, I respect that. He's not trying to be, or at least he wasn't trying to be someone cheering on a side. Wasn't pushing an agenda. For his body, he thought it was. Listen, if someone's, it's one thing to say, you should do something, AJ, but I'm not going to do it. All right, because that's easy to say, right? You should do, you know, work out twenty or give a kidney to charity. <laughs> I'm going to keep both my kidneys, but you get that's easy. But if Aaron, now the person who will do it and then also preach about it, 
okay, why are they doing it? So they can preach or because they care themselves? But if you do it and you don't preach about it, you can't really question the sincerity of the sentiment. You might think they're wrong, but they're sincere. Yeah, and that's what Aaron Rodgers was doing. Aaron Rodgers decided it was best for him not to get the vaccine. He didn't come out and say, I don't believe in this vaccine. I'm, I, I think Aaron Rodgers just wanted to stay out of the whole hubbub of it. Yeah, but now once it was exposed, he wasn't afraid to, to speak up. And you know what? I think that's right, too. I do, too. Because he had to take the heat on. Now, again, he could have either side of the position. It's not about the position. I'm no, I was vaccinated. I'll be candid with you. And I had a reaction that was like about 36 hours. I felt as bad as a flu as I've ever had. That said, people were going to say, well, 36 hours, we kind of feel you know, you know, more than kind of, but it was fluy. That's better than COVID. And I would say for sure. So I'm not saying that, that I wouldn't do it again, but I didn't really think about it. it. To me, it's like the doctor said, let's do it. I'm not sure that's the best thing. But now the catch-22 is... Are you educated enough to actually have an opinion? And no one wants to hear that. I don't think I am. All I can do is trust what other experts are saying. But now the question is, are those experts being sincere or not? To me, that's the whole thing about the O.J. Simpson case. People looked at it and said, oh, dumb people felt like O.J. was obviously, well, let's say it like this. People who didn't think deeply about it was like, the science said so. It was a billion to one that his blood would be there. Okay. And you know what? If we could trust that science in the OJ case, I agree. If it's a billion to one, that is reasonable doubt, or whatever the numbers were. It was gigantic. But then when you have people coming on saying, other scientists saying, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And then you have an example where one of the lead detectives was obviously a racist, Furman. Now you got to start saying, huh? The scientists are on both sides. Now, obviously, the defense is going to find scientists that are sympathetic to them. And you know what? So is the prosecution. And eventually, what you got to get down to is, can you trust the experts? If you can, then I think smart people trust experts. But if you can't trust the experts... I think smart people don't. And some people think just if it's an expert, but who who said they're an expert, right? That's all. And, and I think asking those questions are the keys. Trying to debate the science with a scientist probably doesn't make a lot of sense unless you're a scientist. But if you are questioning the validity of their credentials, of their uh, lack of bias, I mean, I'll give you an example. Oh, go ahead. The, the doctor that recommended you get the shot. Do you feel, do you trust his judgment? Do you feel like he is a, a well, good doctor? Well, it wasn't or? even a doctor that recommended it. It oh, was okay. just like it was consensus opinion. I thought you were saying your doctor recommended no, you get the shot. but now what I was lucky enough is uh, Mary's dad worked for 40 years as a virologist in a level four, I think it's level four lab. Literally, there's only two or three of those in the country. It's a good in. And he was working, like he actually retired like a couple months before COVID, or he was at this would have been at the center of trying to you know find a cure. So he told me which uh, and Mary which shot to get in his opinion. So, but me, so the, the person who recommended it to you, you trust their credentials? Yes. So I did. I think it's very fair that some people. Well, one, I was lucky to have that connection. But number two, I think it's fair. And, you know, and this is the thing people don't want to say, but it's true. And you know me, I'm not scared. 
Maybe I'm a little. No, I'm not scared. No. <laughs> what people aren't wanting to say is there's different groups of people in this country that have the right to maybe be a little more skeptical. If you look through history and look at what the government has done in different situations, and I would say Vietnam vets are an example of that. If you went to Vietnam and the Agent Orange is dropping around you, back to Apocalypse Now again, and then you find out that it was known that that was a cancer-causing thing, it's like, okay, so I'm going to fight for my country. The, I'm drafted. It's not a choice. The government sends me to a place, and then they're going to bomb around me in these cancer-causing agents. Am I, the next time the government tells me something, am I going to be like, yes, you must be right? <laughs> Probably right? not. I mean, when you were, you served during what years? Uh, 98 to 02. Okay. So you were around, there were some, obviously it's Vietnam vets that were senior at that point, sure. right? Is, uh, would you say in, now by definition, the vets that stayed in the service, I think would be less negative about it. But I mean, what was your sense of like that group's belief system? Oh, by the time I was in, there were no Vietnam vets was, still. No, well, that doesn't, does that mean? Makes sense. Let's think about that. So, if you were twenty, if you were twenty-five, even seventy-five, it would have been another. So, you would have been fifty. So, like, there's not fifty-year-olds. None that I knew of. Yeah, because usually it's twenty years and out. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, but you've known them. All. I mean, obviously, you've known vets. Sure. In that regard, and sure. would you say in general, especially in Vietnam, there's a lot of skepticism. About a healthy that. distrust of the government. Healthy distrust, and you know, obviously, in the black community, there's all kind. There's searching on the internet. There's all kind of stories where literally the government. Government was having was doing tests on unsuspecting black men, I think, and women too in different cases. Though I'm no authority on this, so now if you, if that's the given that you have that history, is it, I think it makes sense that there's going to be questions. And you know what? I actually value what the government has done here in the following way. And we'll get back to Aaron Rodgers. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Anything controversial, though, A.J. told me to say. Is, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is the radical here. No. Well, kind of. But it feels like that, like on the iHeartRadio app, when you listen, you hear a lot of commercials about, like, are you vaccinated? And it's not like shaming people. It's kind of saying, hey, if you got questions, here's where to get the answer. And to me, that I respect. Because you know, as long as the answers are fair and correct, you got to let people question things. And to me, one of the problems in the political discourse here, and both sides do this, is if the other person questions, hey, maybe abortion should be okay. People on the right, not always, but people are going to say, oh, baby killer. Then on the left, if someone questions, or on the right, if someone questions, you know, maybe this shouldn't be the case. You know, maybe affirmative action shouldn't extend this far. Racist. I mean, where are you getting that there? I mean, it, I guess it feels good if you're on the other side and shouting a name at someone, I guess. But how do you meet in the middle? I think Aaron Rodgers, I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to make, I think his haircut looks ridiculous. I think his beard with the gray is ridiculous. I don't like that he wears a beanie indoors all the time. Now. I don't like a lot about him. I don't like that he beat my Steelers in the Super Bowl at all. <laughs> oh, now we're getting to the heart okay. of it. But the fact that the, they were a wild card team, enough already. <laughs> Mendenhall fumbled. Uh, but the fact is, I'm not sure Woody could have done much differently here. And it seems to me, considering his beliefs, I'm what I'm saying, he could have went against his beliefs. Right. But to me, the way the media has been negative about it, it goes to show you player empowerment, baby, 
until you have an unprogressive view and then look out. Well, Antonio Brown's situation a little different because he he believed in the right not to have the shot, except he misled the NFL in the process and went against their policies, which Aaron Rodgers was allegedly at least following the non-vaccinated player well, policies. It sounds like he was, right? I mean, if he there, wa- there were some questions about him at practice and whether or not he was doing the the proper distancing and wearing a mask at the right times that the unvaccinated but, but, players but were supposed the, to. Was the other unvaccinated players across the league being scrutinized to such a degree? They were not. So, I mean, as long as it's fair, right? And listen, this is a money-making league. Sure. It's about moolah. And that's another word for money. Dough. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the rolling in dough. Exactly. And that's all, to me, that's the catch-22. ESPN is a money-making endeavor that has partnerships worth billions with the NFL. So is is ESPN a news organization, or are they a business that's a profit-seeking business? Well, you might say news organizations are profit-seeking businesses. I might say that, and that's the problem to some degree. Though I'm a believer in the market itself, and as I believe, if a, if a news place is being too biased, then and let's be candid, Fox News didn't exist in what 1990, 90. I can't remember what year or mid 90s it came. I think. And then it became this multiple billion dollar business. Why? Because there was a vacuum for that perspective. Now we can say, oh, they're so biased. And then the right would say, the left is so biased. Well, here's what I know. I think it's hard to say that the MSNBC isn't as left as Fox is right. But it seems like the people that's mad at Fox don't ever get mad at MSNBC. So in general, we have to admit that the, the, the press in this country tends to lean left. Not in every case, but tends to lean left. And a lot of people are skeptical of the press because of that. And you know what? The press could be beyond repute. They could be always straight down the middle, and people would eventually say, you know, they're being pretty fair. I don't know if they've been. I don't. Th- I mean, you're pretty much down the middle. Now, you're not like down the middle like milk toast. You're like, you have some crazy th- ideas on the left. You have some crazy ideas on the right. I mean, you're pretty much even, I'd I'm, say. I'm a big believer in people should be able to do whatever they want as long as it doesn't hurt anybody like else. Like a libertarian, right? Yeah. Do you, when you look at the typical you know, news coverage, is it outside of, you know, let's say, the, the, the places that are called called conservative news, would you say they're right down the middle? No, no one's right down the middle. Uh, yeah, so, and you know what? Right down the middle doesn't often make a lot of money because people want to hear things they can wrap their arms around. Right. So, I'm not saying there's any easy answers, I'm, though I am going to point out the problems. To let someone else figure out the solutions. Well, I'll try, but I'm just one person. You've got other stuff to worry about. No, I'm just, listen. At I'm, least you're pointing out the problems. I mean, if I was on 325 <laughs> stations, maybe. All right, we're going to tell you how unlikely was it that the Suns have won 17 straight. What would you make if you had bet them every game? First, be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Jay Hoffman, he's the voice of Vegas. R.J. Bell. AJ Query, when you said, and once again to Mr. Dan Byer, mm-hmm. was that you passive aggressively saying you don't like that they jumped in earlier with their breaking news and that Not you one want bit. your mic time? No. Because off air, you say that oftentimes. <laughs> Often I do off air, but I ne- like I'm unlike you. I want all my secrets off air. Like you, okay. you say if I, you like it, if you say it, say it on air. Exactly. I say only say things off air that matter. Dan, I apologize for the show, Dan. <laughs> Just let you know. All right, I'm RJ Bell. <laughs> I love the breaking news. 
Because I'm still getting paid. Oh, wait, I shouldn't say <laughs> No, is what I'm saying is is it's the difference with podcasts. Because there are advantages to podcasts, right? Uh, it's not live. You say something stupid, hey, I can snip that out. Yeah, that might help. But the reality is it's always stale. By definition, it's stale. So if you're talking about something that's like, hey, George Washington actually wasn't a good guy or whatever, that cherry tree didn't exist stale doesn't matter. It's done stale. But if it's someone, and LeBron's out, how could a podcast cover that? Or he's in. How could they cover it? They can't. And you know what? We're going to give you a little more LeBron here. The Westgate here in Vegas moved the Lakers. They were plus two against the Clippers, now minus one. So a three-point move. Now, what I'll tell you is LeBron back in the day, six points. Ooh. Now it's three. Now, there's a chance they thought there was a chance he'd play, and thus it wasn't all built in. But I think unequivocally, for the first time, because I would say last year before LeBron got hurt, he was considered as good as he ever was. He couldn't do all the same things, but he had other things he could do. Sure. Now, he is a declining asset. LeBron's not what he was. And you know what? He's held out as long as anyone has, really. But it's happening. Is he still top 100 all time to you? Top, well, <laughs> you know... There's a moratorium on discussions about LeBron that involves McKenzie with his number nine ranking. All right, when we come back, I am going to tell you what the odds were if you had bet 100 bucks on the Suns and let it ride for 17 games. Just think in your mind how much that would be, and I'll tell you if you're right. And Thursday Night Football Vegas style, AJ with another prop bet. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. Let's take a look at the Phoenix Suns going for their 18th straight win tonight, RJ. Ooh, dog. Okay. So, if you had taken $100 and let it ride. So, what does let it ride mean? It means you take the 100 you bet on the Suns to win. So, like the first game was against Cleveland in October. Imagine that. So, this streak has touched three months. Three months. October, November, December. You got that? Are you following, AJ? And if it gets to the next month... It won't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were minus 480 against the Cavs. On the 29th of October. Okay. 100 bucks, you bet that and you would have won $20. Nice. Now you take that 120 and let it ride. And again and again and again, dot, 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 and equals 17. Okay. Your 100 would be $45,582. Ooh, that's a so, lot more than 100. So 100, 45,000. Now, I promise. Do we let it ride tonight. I haven't even looked at the game. <laughs> so, let's see here. What's our break? We should have that. Pop up that information. Let's do this. Let's segue to our Thursday night preview. And then, at the very end of the show, we'll let them know what the odds are tonight for that Suns game. Going for number 18. All right. The Dallas Cowboys now six and a half point favorites at the New Orleans Saints following the, the news that Alvin Kamara officially out for the game tonight. All right, so we talked about the line move up to six and a half. And I'm questioning this Dallas team. 
I mean, I was a skeptic coming in. I mean, Dallas typically is overrated. I mean, we know that. They're America's team. There's a premium on them, you know, half point or so per game. If you told me entering any given year, force bet, bet the Cowboys every game or fade them every game, I would fade them every game every year. I, I'm never going to bet them every game. Obviously, that's an artificial question, but it tells you something. My bias is going to be, my inclination is going to be to bet against Dallas. They convinced me earlier this year. I'm like, wow, if Dak and this offense is this good and his D is even 14, you know, let's say offense third, D 14, that team can win a Super Bowl. What we've seen from Dallas is that on defense, they were a high variance, high leverage, go for the interception. If they do, it might be a pick six if they get it, or it might be a touchdown the other way. And the breaks were falling their way. As time has passed, we're seeing ah, it's evening out. That defense isn't so good. Now, there's injuries on the defense and the offense, and maybe we don't know for sure if the drop-off in D has been about the injuries or about variance going against them finally. I think it's probably a combination of both, but their D is not as good as it seemed earlier in the year. It could be even bad. We don't know where that line is. On offense, in hindsight, I'm not sure Dak's been 100% all year. I mean, everyone that watched that first game against Tampa said, yeah, he was great, but, man, he wasn't all the way. I mean, you are good with the eye test, the fan who beats the man. What is your sense of Dak's health right now? I was, I thought that we were wrong early in the season about Dak being— We were skeptical of his yeah. health entering the year. And Dak looked phenomenal for the first three or four games. But he didn't look phenomenal the first game. He looked—he performed well. He physically didn't look 100%. True. It, but so it looked—and and then you could also bake into that that they were playing the defending Super Bowl champions. There was—okay, maybe they limited him some. But overall, Dak was exceeding our expectations yeah. for the first few weeks. Now we're starting to see maybe— there's, he's still not back to what he was pre-injury. And usually with the injuries, when you have one, you compensate. Maybe you get another one. Who knows how these are connected? You know, uh, And maybe they're not. But I'm almost certain his arm issue stemmed from his leg issue earlier in the year because it makes sense, right? You're throwing with your lower body. If your lower body's not 100%, what are you going to do? You're going to strain your arm. Sure. I mean, I'm not 100% sure of that, but I'm, I'm pretty darn sure of it. All right, so to me, the Saints, I believe Sean Payton is as good a coach as you're ever going to see in the league, except for Belichick. I just don't know if his team has given up. You know, Simeon, how many times are you going to see him? So, but it is a good segue, AJ. You are 13 and four. What is your prop bet this game? Deontay Harris under 33 and a half receiving yards. You like that under? You I like under. Uh, Harris averaging 2.7 catches per game on the season, and he's actually beat this number two out of the last four weeks since Winston's been out. But I think with Taysom two Hill, two of the last four, so that means half the time. Half so, the time. So what's the message? Yet? The message is the last two were the two that he did not. Ah. Uh, so and the the game plan has gone to other receivers ticking up in snap count with him. Not not ticking up in snap count. With Taysom Hill starting, that tells me you're going to get a heavy run game plan from the Saints. 
the mm-hmm. third, fourth wide receiver, the least likely guy to get involved when you're doing a backup or a, a, a fringe quarterback is going to lean on tight ends and running backs out of the backfield. So shorter routes. passes, shorter. So routes. Taysom Hill had starts last year. Was this player on the Saints last year? He was. All right. So did you go go back and look at I the did. numbers? And obviously the run, they're so much more run heavy when Taysom Hill is in, and yeah, below his season averages when Taysom Hill's a quarterback. That seemed like a key point to make, right? Because I would say with Taysom Hill, you don't know where his distribution is going to go, but we kind of do because we got history, and history says, no, it doesn't go to this fellow, so repeat your bet. Deontay Harris under 33.5 receiving yards. Okay, that is a best bet from AJ, and remember, AJ... Saints wide receiver, McKenzie says, I should point out. Okay, and AJ is 13 winners and 4 losers on his prop bet. If you missed any of today's podcast, or today's show, including... (laughs) A long diatribe on freedom. Freedom and America. I'm for freedom. Me too. I'm pro. Yep. We're going to be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. And this is our most popular show Friday. Why? Because we go through every game and give you one piece of information you can't miss about it. I'm AJ Hoffman. He's RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!